to Composing Myself, a special podcast series celebrating 50 years of great composers at Wise Music. Presented by Jill Graham and Dave Holly. Welcome to this week's edition of Composing Myself. Today we're joined by Polish pianist, composer and singer, Hania Rani. Welcome, Hania. How are you today? Hello. Um, I'm fine. It's a sunny day. <laughs> You're in Gdansk, are you, in, in, in Poland? I imagine it would be cold. No, it's it just a cliche, I think, about Poland, especially Gdańsk. It's just, you know, a city by the sea. So we are very similar to, I guess, maybe to, to Amsterdam or maybe mm. to Great Britain. It's it, Sometimes it's raining, but this this uh, autumn is really nice. So today it's a really sunny day and I, I, I would probably have a walk after after our interview. <laughs> um, we, we, we like to start these these conversations um, by asking, can, can you remember the first piece of music that hit you? Wow, that got mm. under your skin as a child. Was, was there a piece of music? Yeah, there is. Um, that was actually um, Beethoven sonatas. Um, I, I think it was also one of my very first records that I... Uh, received as a present from somebody I don't remember from from who um, anyway the, it was a recording of three most famous Beethoven sonatas I think uh, like Pathetic, Moonlight and Appassionata performed by Daniel Barenboim and it was recording mm-hmm. from 1964 and then I checked that these recordings were, were, were later like many years later because I was just also curious why I liked it so much but it was kind of famous recording of him he was very young and and still he's an expert in Beethoven and then it was my first time I think I heard something so complex when it comes to uh, classical music because I was I was already you know in a music school like on a primary level so I was playing very easy songs and then I heard this and I and I thought, okay, so this is where we are going. <laughs> and and I, I was just in love how amazing it can be and, and actually that the piano can bring so 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 many colors and possibilities and and basically the full orchestration almost. So one instrument and one man can bring so much and I, I, I simply fell in love. So it's a very important record. <laughs> and did you get it on vinyl or on CD or what was the format? It was a CD. It was a CD, yeah. yeah. But uh, talking about the popular music, my first cassette yeah. was Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> was it? <laughs> yeah. And that was my choice. I could just choose one. Mm. We went with my father to, to the record shop and I was really struggling because it was the time when also Britney Spears released uh, mm. her first record <laughs> and Jennifer Lopez. So it was really hard choice, but, but, but I, I was more into Jennifer Lopez. Did your parents play music? Oh, yes, a lot. Although not Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> 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 uh, 
um, but but a lot of uh, especially I remember uh, what I loved because there was a lot of different music but uh, Pink Floyd, Cat Stevens, mm. uh, of course as well the Beatles but Jean-Michel Jarre they reminded me yesterday actually um Rod Stewart and a lot of these kind of um this kind of stuff so so music was always around Oh my goodness you've just sort of described my musical taste <laughs> <laughs> although I'm not particularly rock and roll I'm clearly your parents age um which is great <laughs> so yeah they had good taste clearly did, did they make music as well were they pianists or Not at all uh, but there there was always a lot of music i mean my my uh my mom used to uh go to music school just like on a, you know basic level she was playing violin and my father plays all the instruments uh, so very often she he plays guitar or or clarinet at home so like music was always a very natural part of life and we simply spent time making music and then when I was seven years old, I thought like everyone is going to music school. That is like just a normal thing. And um, and I think this is something that I rediscovered after many years. That's, that's a very important core of my own creative process. That music, I, I, I like music that feels natural, makes you happy or or makes you meditative. But definitely put you in a kind of state uh, different than, than, than reality. Yeah. Definitely for me, music was a way of, you know, uh, enjoying myself as well and enjoying you know, spending time with each other, yeah, free time. Yeah. Must have been wonderful to grow up in such a sort of vibrantly musical environment, really. And uh, I wanted to ask you, what came first for you? Singing, piano, making music? You know, what was your first sort of... This is what I do with music. <laughs> uh, I was I used to sing a lot, a lot as a kid. Uh, I mean, just you know, as kids do. But then I went to the music school and I started to play the piano. And then the piano was like the uh, everything, <laughs> major interest. And um, it was just like this till I was, I don't know, 24 or 25, actually. I mean, I was always a little bit singing at home or something, but first time that I recorded something um, by my own was when I was 20, 24, 25, so very late. <laughs> was that for one of your albums, the, the mm, first time you recorded your voice? Not really. It was... Um, it was a composition because I was actually very much interested into songwriting, but I never f- felt because of my classical education that I might be good enough because I was never trained or something. So I was always asking some other people to sing. And it, it happened once that there was nobody <laughs> to record. <laughs> and and we just had the studio time or we are actually recording a lot at uh, university. So there was like a... Uh, studio booked already there and I said okay I, I will just do it because I really want to have it recorded I was quite uh, I don't know why there was no you know releasing plan back then I was just recording for myself but I was always like it should be done I, I want to have it done and then I recorded the song and I sent it to kind of a competition for young um, composers songwriters and I won this competition 
and um, and it was a song, and I was singing there. Uh, and then the uh, the prize was um, the award was to perform on, on a very big festival in Poland, of course on a small stage, but still uh, being a part of the festival, which was like a dream come true. And and I had to perform <laughs> this song and and other songs. So it was like a, a very uh, amazing thing to happen, but as well uh, scary. And and I I, I was really terrified somehow so um but it was it was needed because it was the the, the very big uh, motivation and mm. the starting point for for everything what happened next but still it took a lot a lot a lot of time for me to to develop and feel especially um uh, you know encouraged on on stage because it's way different when you just spend time in the studio and with the voice everything even a little bit of stress affects your voice and with mm -hmm. piano I can already manage this and I can control myself and I can just uh, quickly control my um, I don't know stressful parts in my body but with a voice that was a totally new environment for me. Wow I, I do wonder what would have happened if that singer had turned up that day and you weren't suddenly thrown onto a festival stage mm. I think it would happen anyway somehow. Yeah, yeah because I was never. I mean, I I knew it's it's maybe something about me that I I always know that I'm not perfect, but I want to try, and because I know that trying is the only way. So I think it it would happen anyway somehow. Yeah. So I suppose that was that one of the first pieces of yours that you ever heard that had been recorded. In general, I think I started tiny bit maybe earlier. There was a little album we released with my friend Dobrava uh, with whom I recorded an album actually last year as well so we reunited after many years uh, and this album last year was released by Deutsche Grammophon already and mm. uh, and and um, our first project was about arrangements of um, Tchaikovsky of yeah Tchaikovsky yes yeah, uh, yeah. so he's a very famous or used to be very famous um uh, leader of or of a rock band in yeah. Poland, and a great songwriter and also um, a composer and and poet. So, so that was our start. Also happened by coincidence, but we also wanted to try, and and that's probably the most important starting point for me when it comes to recording myself and releasing myself and sharing music with people because we actually had to release an album in the end and of course had to do some promo and some little concerts and stuff so that was the first you know encounter with uh, also amplified concerts mm. with with um uh radio interviews or anything like this which never happened before i listened to the, the first album uh, which you've just referred to, and I was thinking, oh, it's, it's very pleasant, it's very nice. And then it said it's based on this guy from Republica, and I went to listen to Republica. <laughs> it's like um, Iggy Pop, it's like quite heavy rock, a lot of the songs, and then the, the arrangements are quite delicate and pretty, and how did you choose his music? And Was he involved in the project? The thing is that basically he... Yeah, his music is quite rough, I would say, but still, especially his lyrics are used to be like anthems in Poland. He's like very 
although his his music is quite rock and roll and basic, I would say, but still the lyrics is something that we all were really connected with and and they were always very wise. Even, you know, could be before, like when when it was still communist time in Poland, so they were referring about the the political things and after in a capitalistic Poland, uh, it was referring to this side. Um, So it was always something like um, that people... um, I would say artists were uh, interested in in Poland. He was like an important figure, and then uh, it happened. Then my my friend Dobrava, uh, who is a cellist and who I'm also collaborating with, she comes from from a little town called Chef, which is uh, also a hometown of this artist, and they were uh, organizing a concert in memory of him, and and they asked her because he's such a small town so everyone knows each other and she was the only or maybe not the only but the best cellist and and actually the the girl who uh really developed uh quite quite a lot and she, they asked her to do a classical arrangements of of this um of his songs and and she said yes because also she she felt it's a you know a great tribute is a great artist and might be something interesting when when actually two classical girls will take his music and and make them um maybe maybe way way calmer and in a very very smooth way and this is something very funny because uh once we released this actually people were couldn't really criticize this album too much i mean the big fans of of of, of Chekhovsky because we are not touching the lyrics and this usually is a very important part of the song and people can really relate to it. So then we just presented the music. I actually very often just, I mean, I changed a little bit and of course we we performed it on classical instruments and back then I also recorded it in a very classical way. The recording is, you know, very traditional. So, so also almost no reverb, no nothing. It was a very, you know classical approach and and then it happened that people simply were listening to music and they uh, and they were really happy about it because nobody touched their sacrum so the lyric part (laughs) and and voice and way of you know just imagine Mm. radiohead without tom york and somebody want to Mm. sing it 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 cannot happen probably Uh, so this was the same everyone was covering these songs were not good enough because the, the voice was so important part of these songs and then we took just the music and 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 people really liked it because they could just sing in their head they could just you know recall the lyrics and just enjoy the music and actually listen what what is there and and what i was happy to investigate that the harmonies are really interesting and that there is a lot of uh, interesting things going on and also what we decided to do is that we also add a little bit of some um quotes from other songs like from Komeda which used to be a composer for Polanski music there is like mm-hmm. a little quote from Rosemary Baby there is some folk songs from Poland there is a Eric Satie little quote so we 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 were also like bringing a little bit of our classical word to 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 this music and i think that's why uh, people liked it so much and this little debut uh, was a starting point for, for both of us and it was quite quite important although you know now when I listen to it I, I find it extremely naive music 
but um but it was just the first step and and probably without it you you couldn't go couldn't go ahead right and you wrote some of your own material to sort of go into that album as well how do you feel when you listen to that now do you feel that that is has that naivete or do you feel that 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 you recognize your fingerprints <laughs> you like i like it actually i like it and sometimes it happened that we were after many years performing uh, also these pieces and i must say that i'm i'm quite happy about them and and they are very simple as well and and uh but somehow i would say yeah yeah i i could recognize my my style and and uh, it was way more classical especially when it comes to yeah. piano i would say it was actually also quite quite difficult to perform um but there there uh, definitely there is something yeah I'm really interested in something I read, Hanya, um, which was that at some point, you know, as you were developing your own voice, that you started to be influenced by electronics and jazz into your music. And there was some sort of mashup of Shostakovich and Dave Brubeck. <laughs> Somebody wrote heck? it, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Dave Brubeck, uh, you know, composed Take Five, right? <laughs> Yeah. So it's a great song and also uh, maybe a symbol of a little bit different approach to metrum and rhythm as well. Yeah. And we were talking about it a lot recently with Walafur Arnold because he doesn't have a classical approach and he always actually brings the 5-4 metrum or something like this or or uh, mm. not, not very, um, yeah, classical approach of of understanding the phrase and stuff and that's why his music always feels so smooth and fluent because it's actually not it's actually always a little bit out of of the rule or something like this and and i think or or maybe i'm wrong actually this description maybe tells a lot about me because this is actually what's happening now i listen really to, to very different music and i love very different music and and um and maybe this is my approach in general to to everything that that I just take things that catch my attention and usually it's all about also the what the artists want to say or or how it's proposed or what kind of arrangement that it's uh, is used there like even in uh, hip hop tracks or yeah whatever sometimes there is such a you know interesting way of arranging those songs or energy that when i translate it into my own language and my own instruments and and tools um the outcome is of course purely mine but 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 bring something also new to my own creativity I just listened to one piece that I really liked was it on Spotify. It's called your latest single. It's um, in all this heavy blue, which is a piece made by with Colin Stetson, the sax guy, who's worked with all sorts of all sorts of Arcade Fire and all sorts of people, particularly on the rock side. I thought that was really, really lovely, and I wasn't sure what I, if I was give, asked to describe the music. I'm not sure what word I would use to describe it because it had sort of saxes and synths and piano and voice and and it it, it strangely reminded me of a Van Morris album from the '80s where he several of his tracks didn't have a voice on and it was really moving. 
Mm. How, how did you end up working with with him? And how, did it feel unusual when you were making it? Because it it really sort of jumped out at me. Yeah, I as well love this, and I'm a big fan of Colin as well. And I think it he had a lot also to to do with this music and 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 his um, participation is is very visible as well. And uh, well, that was an invitation. Uh, this is kind of a cycle, I would say, of of um, releases that are about themes. So there used to be, as I remember, piano layers, string layers, uh, wind layers even, and some uh, collaborative uh, albums uh, like now. And uh, the main curator is is uh, also my uh, manager, Carlo Garre. <laughs> and he thought that we should do something together. And of course, I was extremely happy because I'm a big fan I and Colin was always my big inspiration as well and and I never also did anything with saxophone which is a very nice I think mix of our instruments and aesthetics and and simply he said he agreed to do it and he said yes and and of course it was pandemic and and he is based in states so it was impossible for us to to meet and sadly even afterwards because he was performing in Poland he's quite famous in Poland and I, I I was actually also performing, so I couldn't make it to his show. So we never <laughs> met him in, like in person. But but I I simply uh, it was like he first proposed something from himself. But I felt like it's so full and uh, there is nothing that I could actually add to this. I felt like it's already maybe not ready to release, but but there is no space for 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 piano or uh, there is no need to add piano at least this was uh, what I felt and then I said it took quite a lot of time actually because I was also a little bit embarrassed to say that I'm maybe I I have no idea (laughs) what to do with this track that I received Uh, but then he said maybe we try the other way maybe you propose something and then I can you know overdub this and add something on top and and this this time it worked perfectly because maybe I, I also proposed something a little bit more ambient at some point. So there was quite a lot of space for him. And and what he added was just, you know, a magic. And, and he really straight away, I think I just sent him one idea or something like this. And he said, yeah, we go for it. And, and then even the title is really nice. I think it mm. it, it brings you to a very special place. Yeah. Yeah. In all in all this heavy blue, that's the, the title. So yeah, do yeah. do go and have a listen to that. I love the comment that you made and it was, and it's on your website. I find what really inspires my music is not the music, but all the other things. <laughs> Tell us about that. That's fascinating. <laughs> well, I um, I have, I have quite a big fascination about everything simply, and and everything surrounding me, and and I'm 
trying to be a very curious observer of of everything simply so of course when i'm traveling a lot it's easy to be curious observer because so many things are happening but i'm trying to be also curious observer when i'm just at home or um, i'm living quite a you know routine life and 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 basically this is where I usually find the best things when I just observe people or things on the street or things changing or just randomly listening to music. This is what I also love when I just um, visit somebody or we go somewhere with a car and somebody puts on the music or, or there is some you know music in a shop or some, something. And, and I very often just analyze what I like about this music and 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 that's that's the answer so um yeah s- simply simply everything and I would love that it continues like this that I don't need a, a really big things to be to be you know interested and and to be able to to translate it into some uh creative work of art from mine and that would be ideal to to always you know see a whole universe in a little, uh, what? How? I don't know how they call it, like a little sand. So uh, with that, uh, that's a very sort of mindful approach to your work, isn't it? You're in the moment and you're experiencing everything around about you. Um, and, you know, in a sense, when you're making music that's abstract, you're not, you're inspired by a lot of things. What about when you're writing to picture? <laughs> Is that a different thing for you? Oh, that's it's still something that I'm learning. And actually this year I, I had quite a lot of opportunities to, to learn. And, and basically what is the most interesting part, I think, now I can say uh, after making a couple of, couple of soundtracks that there is no rule about working on, on, a, on a movie. Of course, I mean, there are very much specialized music composers mm. that are extremely skilled in orchestrations and to make... The, the movie work and stuff, but I, I, I basically I think that directors who choose to to work with me also wants to take me yeah. <laughs> in a package, so they also um, give me quite a lot of freedom and, and voice. And I think that each of them w- was so different, and also I mean personality, obviously, uh, but also the way of working and the way. Also, the the moment when they were uh, inviting me, sometimes it was really in the beginning uh, and sometimes it just in the very end because they they, they prefer to have it edited and done and then they hear music afterwards. And some of them, they just need music in the very beginning, even uh, during the casting. Uh, So Mm. it's a little bit like theater uh, approach. This is what I also experienced. And I loved actually in theater, although it, it... very time consuming that basically music is growing with uh, with each rehearsal because you bring the script but actors are living you know uh creatures and and they are a little bit different what we expected and it's also growing with them for a long time so also the music sometimes needs to change and uh and this what fascinates me because um even if I think, okay, now I know how to do it and, and more or less 
I I know a little bit, and then there is somebody who you know who who comes and wants yeah. me to write music and wants from me very very different things well, from what I supposed, and that's great because they always challenge me and they always try to also see myself uh, just for myself from from a different perspective and what I'm able to do or what how my music is working with with image and and um. And it's wonderful, simply, because they always want to say something different as well. And mm-hmm. and you always need to, I think, also understand the person. Of course, there is a production and, and sometimes there is a lot of more people to, a lot more people to decide in the end what oh, music God, yes. makes <laughs> the movie. That's why I released an album, including pieces that didn't make mm. the movie just because of producers because they yeah. said it's not too commercial or mainstream or whatever uh, and 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 usually they were my favorite tracks you know could, could I, I ask you about your um your writing process how how do, do do you do you have a particular routine when when you write um and does it are you able to write on the do you have to go to a specific place to write a mm-hmm. particular instruments and, and, and materials how, how, how do you do it um of course it's it's wonderful if i'm in in a studio <laughs> wherever it, it happened to be because i'm moving quite a lot and i'm still looking maybe for for my uh one place on earth so it happened that that especially this year i was changing places quite a lot and i was also uh, staying in some uh, special places for me for for a longer time just to um, and compose and it's wonderful when I when I have the, my full setup you know plugged and I can just go from one to another and just try things and and I guess this is the most natural approach for me also depending what kind of um, uh, arrangement I'm supposed to do, what kind of setup, what what kind of music it is, and it really depends. But um, basically, I don't need too much. I think <laughs> um, if I have an idea, if I have something in mind, I, I just need to start. And usually, I just uh, compose a lot. Even if I compose for strings, I use quite a lot of, of piano. I check, check things on piano, so I don't use MIDI, actually. I write everything uh, on computer oh, by, by, by hand. Oh, by, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I, I just use, um, of course, uh, um, I, I just use finally, if, finale, finally, if I don't know how, they, mm-hmm. how you pronounce this. Yeah. Uh, program, but I don't use like, like a key a MIDI keyboard to to to. I just you know somehow um, it comes from from my head or or sometimes I check some stuff on on the piano. Uh, so it's a lot like uh, very time consuming, but in the end uh, I think somehow it's uh, very much work because it's it's always it sets in some kind of reality of acoustics that already exist and and I think they are a little bit impossible to uh, achieve without thinking with a real instrument this is what like I recently observed but but maybe this is like just my my kind of approach and 
Yeah, so when I when I need to compose for other instruments, I, I just need you know quite a lot of time, um, and and I actually I hate it because I just need to put everything on the score, and that's you know it's it's very time consuming, and also it's it's very precise work, and it takes a lot of time. But when I just compose more of piano music or or electronic music or or anything like that, I can. Um, uh let's say it's 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 more of electro electronic in, in general mm. or produced music i love to work on already recorded samples and this is actually how i work a lot so i record some kind of samples of course there is many layers of of, of things that i'm um i need to record and it can be starting from something that that it's kind of a base and it has a structure. It has kind of a hearable uh, narration. Um, and then I just add things to it. And, and very often I'm also processing a lot the sound that I already have uh, recorded previously, can be even to other project or some kind of field recordings. And once I'm working, once I'm in a process, I actually know or I have a feeling, okay, we need now this, or maybe we try this or this. And, and, and basically I just play with, with what I have, with my synths, um, with instruments that I have, with my voice very often, even just recording quickly on iPhone, some stuff. And then, okay, maybe this works like this. And so, so basically I'm, I'm working quite a lot, like just putting things together and trying them out and just, overdubbing and yeah and and when we record for for a soundtrack or something and even if i have a, like ensemble or instruments i always have this part that i want to i know that i will be using afterwards or i know how exactly i will be treating these instruments so so if I have a chance to, to work with my favorite sound engineers, we already know, okay, now we record in this way or overdub or this, for example, three pairs of mics, because then I'm, for example, just processing one of the pairs. And, and uh, yeah, I, I know, I, I already know what I can do with this material. Sometimes it can be just one piece. And from this one piece, I can do even five very different pieces mm -hmm. just because I know how, how I can process this sound. And, and this recording actually is just a part of the process. It's, ex it's very not the, the end of the process now for me. And very often I even change the structure. Even now when I'm working on my new album, I... The recordings were really strange and very different from what I have done uh, three years ago when I was recording my second album because sometimes I just was recording a little bit, like, you know, some, I don't know, couple of chords and because I know that I will be working on the form of the song and the structure of it afterwards once I have all the elements recorded and then I could put everything um, together. So it's a very different approach I think it's developed quite a lot and probably it, it will also change and it varied from project to project. But uh, for now, it works for me. I think it, it allowed me to come with, with something very individual and, and also this, this music, because what I'm looking for now um, 
is something that you cannot really plan. Some mm-hmm. kind of aleatorism in music, mm-hmm. and 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 some kind of improvisation, which I also bring a lot on stage. And I think this is like my quite a mm, important element of my of of my uh, uh, work. And and I also want to bring this into album. I I want these albums to be very lively, not really, you know, like sounding extremely well planned and adjusted and everything in time. I I want to have a little bit of moment because for me, this is the most precious. But uh, this is what I'm, you know, interested Mm -hmm. now. Probably it will change in one year or, or something. But for now, this is something they find. You can hear it, the music is getting more rich and that the sounds are more, um, I guess, more interesting. That, that, you know, there's, there's, there's more in the stew now than, than when you listen to the first, the first, uh, the um, Biala Flago, as you say, no reverb, very flat <laughs> recording. And yeah. now it's, 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 like, it's like watching the Beatles when they go album by album. The diff, the, every album was different, you know, and progress being made. Yeah. I really enjoyed um, Inner Symphonies, actually, for that. Yeah. And your collaboration with Deborah Bachoka goes, goes a long way back, doesn't it, Hanya? And when you're working with her, are you... Because you have this fluidity and freedom of process, how does that work when you've got another person working with you? Are you just in tune with each other? Um. Yeah, it was quite similar. Actually, I learned quite a lot because it was, I think, first fully produced album by me, uh, which was a, a great challenge. And of course, I'm not like very the best producer in the world and I I don't have so much skills to, to call myself like this. But actually, this album is very much produced and this is like yeah. working a lot about working on the material that we have recorded afterwards, especially, for example, the whale song that yeah. basically was like a part of improvisation and didn't have any anything actually didn't sound like a piece. Mm. And then once it was produced and the cello was processed so much, sometimes very high notes like overtones were taken like two or three octaves lower and then they sound like a I don't know, brass instruments or yeah. wind instruments or French horns. And, and that's where adventure begins. And, and, and for, for this album, um, I'm very grateful that Dobrava allowed me to do so. And, and of course, we composed the structures of, of songs together. Uh, but it was really amazing to because we decided that we will... What, what is also interesting, that basically this, the album is based really on two instruments yeah. or like especially to artists so there is keyboards piano and grand really not too much synthesizers almost no synthesizers and just a cello and and this kind of a form that was quite narrow become you know a very interesting environment to investigate mm. what i can do just with do these two instruments and and cello is such a wonderful instrument that you can process in so many ways that you can layers and 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 this is how we were recording this album we simply recorded many many options many many layers Mm -hmm. based on a structure and then these things as 
mixing, you know, messing up and and trying things out and uh, and 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 the result I think is quite satisfying and it's mm. it's quite yeah lively. Of course, there are a couple of more classical songs and sure. and that they have structure and and form, but there are some of them that are very taken in a very free way, like I would say whale song or mm-hmm. or overture, which is opening. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Or even Dunkel. Uh, Dunkel is fantastic, and I think that, that, that clearly there's a huge basis of trust between <laughs> each <laughs> of you. You know, you know, Dobrova. She's just got that the, the sound she makes on the cello. You know, it's almost like a, a quartet of cellos. You know, yeah. and so no wonder that you find those layers and that you can play around with them. So I think it's really compelling music and congratulations on it. <laughs> but I think your world, Hania, is so um, inspiring and so informed by so many different things. So, you know, we could talk to you for hours. <laughs> we really <laughs> could. But I think we probably need to draw ourselves to a close. Although I think Dave might have a... <laughs> An, another question. I can see it happening. I, I just wanted to ask one thing. One thing that I've noticed is how beautifully everything's presented. So, so the artwork, um, the sleeves, the videos. It's really, really visually coherent, and it's it's good to look at. And um, I've seen a couple of your shows, and again, the the lighting is very, very good, and the projection is good. It, is this something? It's consistent. It, you must be involved in all of the, those kind of decisions, are you? Yeah, quite a lot. I'm just laughing yeah. because probably I should not be <laughs> so much, well, but I stuff. realize that that's the only way to to make it, uh, as you said, coherent. Because you know, I'm the most interested person uh, about my music to look good as well. So mm. I need to pay a lot of attention and motivate people and, and always say, yeah, even if it's something small, let's release it in a nice way. Because I always feel that I'm, I want to share with people something that I'm proud of and I'm uh, sure about. And, and if it's and visual aspect helps a lot because we are using social media and 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 usually I always want to say also a story why it's important why why you should buy it or listen to it or come to a concert what is new and what I want to bring I'm also evolving I'm changing you, you want I want you to see it in a visual way so it's very important and also well it's it's also amazing uh, possibility for me to meet new people and to uh, meet artists that are working with a totally different uh tools and and they are using totally different language and once again of course we have a film industry that I'm quite much involved in but but visual arts are, are very different and and also their imagination inspire me a lot and uh, and that's why I'm I'm you know I'm still into it uh and I'm trying also not to be like you know I mean when it comes to video clips they there are like little movies they can cost so much yeah. and, and in the end they are maybe not so so important or or uh, um, you spend so much money and and the result is maybe not so much satisfying so I'm also trying to balance it and 
And basically because very very often what is the most touching is easy things and or maybe just artists himself playing, performing and 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 finally this is what that's why probably my most successful things are when I'm just there, you know, surrounded by instruments, just performing myself and 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 uh, just not to forget that, you know, money cannot buy everything. You need to have something to say. <laughs> But I, I do think it makes it easier to listen to music if there's something good visual yeah, to look at. Yeah. Strangely, yeah. You, you, the music goes in better when you're absorbed. And I, th I think a lot of the images... I agree. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Also, it can be even, you know, it can just reveal also things that you are not aware that exist, like a really good video clip or, or yeah. some message. You can just also... Uh, find something that you were not aware of. as an artist it happened uh, with uh, malasana video uh, that we also got a couple of awards for it because we it's touching a very it's it's a beautiful video i mean also it's the little, little girl the little girl uh, yeah, yeah and it actually we 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 are talking there about refugees and we kn mm. would never it was like shoot it last year and we would never know that now this topic will be so current because of the war in Ukraine and mm. stuff like this so we were just doing this because of the war ev everywhere happening and and about you know results of it that the war is 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 never right thing to do and mm. and especially when it comes to kids to to mothers and women to old people and stuff and and now we have just this like on on the hand everyone know some people who are refugees now it's not yeah. like a very far away uh thing to talk about so it's it's uh, it's really funny that's and, and this is what we are interested in just you know if we are able to say something with these videos or to show some beautiful yeah. place or to to show something interesting we are trying to do so yeah malasana it won the opus classic award didn't it recently yes yes yes, yes. congratulations yeah <laughs> what's happening for you next are you going on tour are you going into the studio yeah now i'm just working on my new album mm -hmm. uh actually it's a producing uh, moment so uh yeah it's coming together it's coming together but still a lot of work uh ahead of me and then we in just in one week we start a little tour uh, mm -hmm. First, with my solo project, that would be just the last um, shows with this material, and then with uh, as well with Dobrava, and as okay. well it will be just the last shows with with Inner Symphony. So, but we have almost a month of touring ahead, and wow. in a very nice venue. So, so um, yeah, highly recommended to join us somewhere. We will do our very best. <laughs> Thanks, Hania. Thank yeah. you so Thank much. Thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. That was great. episode of Composing Myself has been brought to you by Wise Music Group. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>